welcome to another episode of the Agile Weekly Podcast. I'm Derek Neighbors. I'm Drew Leswear. I'm Roy Vandewater. And I'm Johanna Rothman, and thanks, guys, for having me. Oh, thank you. So, Johanna, I know that you're working on a new book that, uh, you know, is kind of uh, about uh, how to maybe go about uh, using some Agile practices to um, maybe change your outlook on getting hired. So why don't you tell us a little about the work you're doing? So I have a new book in beta called Manager Job Search with a totally ridiculous subtitle, (laughs) which is right now... Reduce your overwhelm, focus your search, and get your next job, which is, I'm going to change the subtitle. But I think the title is Manage Your Job Search. It's, a, it's on LeanPub, uh, which is the way I'm writing my next couple of books. And it's, it's LeanPub um, slash get your next job. And I'm, I have a new version of the hiring book also on LeanPub right now. Uh, and as soon as I have the title for that and a cover, I'm going to hit the publish uh, button for that too. And and the idea with manager job search is if you use personal Kanban and work in one-week iterations, you actually can stay focused and work on your tasks in really small chunks and get figure out how do I do a little experiment and get my next job? Because one of the problems with a job search is you say, I have to write a resume. But writing a resume can take you a week. And you have to say, no, no, no. I can do the first draft of a resume. I can get it reviewed by a few people. And maybe you can say, well, I don't know. Should I be a product owner? Should I be an Agile project manager? I actually am one of the few people that says, yes, we do need Agile project managers. Not everyone can be a scrum master because if you've read my stuff on geographically distributed teams, I actually think you need Agile project managers. I don't think you can just do everything with scrum masters. So I think that there's a, there is a role for people such as Agile project managers. So you you don't know what you might want to be, and you might want to be one thing in this company and one thing in another organization. So you might want different kinds of resumes for different kinds of organizations. Well, you can't just say, write the resume to end all resumes. You might want to have a focused resume for this kind of company and a focused resume for that kind of company. So you have to figure out what do you want to do this week week and and what do you want to do next week and maybe based on the interviewing that you do or the phone screens that you do or even the talking to people that you do that you want to experiment this is the idea behind the lean startup right you do a little something get a little feedback and pivot well if you use personal kanban you can do this so the idea behind manage your job search which i do think is the title, the main title of the book, although the subtitle, no, 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 we're not going to keep the subtitle. But if you keep, I'm, I think I'm going to keep the main title of the book. That's the book I'm, I'm working on in beta. And I was so hung up on trying to say, should I publish? Should I get feedback? How do I get feedback? It's on LeanPub. I don't have a developmental editor guiding me. And I finally said, I know how to do this. I can do a beta book. So I have, I have 53 people 
who are reading this book and using it. And some of them have given me feedback and not all of them, of course, which is what happens with a beta book. But uh, a couple of them have given me feedback. And the ones who have given me feedback say that when they do this, when they actually use Kanban, it really works. So what, what a surprise. What, what kind of response are you getting from uh, people when you tell them that uh, they might want to use a agile practice like Kanban to do something like a job search? Do you, you know, are the, you know, are the, do you get kind of crazy looks that you might use what people think of as a manufacturing process or a software development process as a, a way to look for uh, your next career or your next path in your career? Well, the technical people who already know about this say, uh, you know, a sort of dope slap on their heads. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And the the non-technical people, I'm working with a couple of people whose parents I know, right? And and their kids are just graduating from college. And their kids don't, you know, they know me as Johanna, the 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 friend of their parents. And they say... What is this with the stickies? Why does Johanna want me to do this? And I say, just just trust me. Just try this. And they say, you know, I've looked at your office, Johanna, and you have stickies all over the place. And I say, yeah, that's because it works and I get a lot of stuff done. And they say, why do I have to use stickies? I don't know about this business. And I say, well, it's pretty cheap as a way to organize your to-dos. And they say, well, okay. And then they try it and they say, well, this is kind of a weird thing, but I'm getting stuff done. And they don't know that it's from manufacturing because a lot of these people have BAs in philosophy. Right? I mean, they they are liberal arts majors who don't know anything about manufacturing. Mm-hmm. And... They they are taught to be critical thinkers. So how, so, how are you incorporating some of the kind of concepts from uh, like feedback, right? If you're looking kind of, you know, I, I loved how you started off with that it's really a hypothesis that you're trying to prove that hypothesis. So, you know, if I go in and I say, you know, I really want this job and I look at, you know, the, the particular employer and I think that they're really wanting to p- potentially hire for this. So maybe I'm going to change my title a little bit to to be more appealing and I'm going to you know do these things and I get a call back and I go through the screening process and ultimately I end up not getting the job. How are you uh, trying to incorporate uh, feedback back into that process? Right, especially when a lot of employers have a very hard time with giving you honest criticism about why they didn't hire you or are aren't very timely at all about it. So if you're trying to if you're trying to improve on one week sprint and it takes them 3 weeks to get back to you, like how do you deal with that? So a lot of it is is if you're looking for a job and you have enough leads, which is a piece of the job finding puzzle, right? If you only have one lead, then you sort of you're just holding on by your fingernails to that one lead. And so that's one of the reasons you have to have really small tasks and really small to-dos so that you you are not hanging on by your fingertips to that one thing. You have to be looking for multiple jobs at all times. And that's one of the things that I'm really hoping that people get from this book. Because if you're only looking in one place, you're, you're not going to find a job. 
you have to be looking in multiple places. So I have a whole thing on how to use LinkedIn and how to use Twitter because you have to be expanding your network. You have to be looking. You have to be um, – I have a session at the AYE conference about how to be a social butterfly for people who are not social butterflies, right? So I, I mean, I met, uh, I met Derek at what was it, uh, Better Software Conference yeah, a number so. of years ago. Yeah, yeah and and so uh, you know, you know, Drew, you're kind of uh, sometimes you know say that you want to be more of a social butterfly. So, John, are you encouraging people to potentially do some of this well before they're actually looking for a job? So maybe I'm in in a current career. Um, you know, are there some practices that you can kind of pull through uh, that position you should you decide to change careers or decide to change employers um, that maybe you've already done some of the groundwork? Or is this something that really only applies when you're kind of in the thick of uh, trying to find new work? Well, I actually I started writing this book before I realized I was writing this book. I when I was coaching a bunch of my management coaches, I do a lot of management and executive coaching. And what I was realizing is a lot of my my manager colleagues had not been building their networks. And and I was I was coaching all these managers and some executives who had 150 people on in their LinkedIn networks. And I said this is crazy. You guys need to expand your networks because how are you going to hire people? Right? I was looking at this from the hiring perspective. And when I was redoing the hiring book, I was saying to people, you know, part of what you need to do, especially if you're hiring for an agile team, is you need to be building your LinkedIn network so you can look at the people in your groups and look at the people that you have a relationship with so you have a shot of knowing who are the passive candidates. If you don't have a good personal network, how are you going to reach out to people who might be really good people for you to hire? And that's assuming you don't want to do relocation and assuming you don't, you just want people who are good people. I cannot tell you the number of people in my in my local network in the in the Boston area who ever so often send me an email saying, "Do you know of a good project manager? Do you know of a good tester? Do you know of a good developer?" And I have these serendipitous emails from someone who says, "You know, I'm I'm just starting to look around, and if you know of anyone looking for uh, somebody." And I happen to be able to put them together, not because I'm trying to do recruiting as a second career because I don't want to, (laughs) but I got this email and then I get this other email and I can say, you know, I know this person, I haven't worked with him or her, and I know this manager, I haven't worked with him or her, but based on my little relationship with both of you, I think you might you guys might have something in common. Yeah, I, I see that a lot in, in the work that we're, we're doing with uh, Gangplank, especially is that, uh, you know, I, I call it, you know, you said serendipity, and I think that uh, people do not take nearly enough advantage of serendipity, but one thing that serendipity requires is that people signal. And so I, I heard you say two things is somebody signaled that they were looking for a particular type of person to hire, and somebody else signaled that they were looking for a particular type of work. 
and and because both of those people were signaling, you were able to basically cross those signals and then probably put them in touch. And you know, maybe good things happened, maybe good things didn't, but but there was an opportunity to potentially have there. And I think that um, I, th- you know, maybe something like personal Kanban for um, uh, you know looking for your next job. One of the things it does is it kind of forces you um, to look at things at a granular level that allows you to signal in multiple ways, which I think just increases the opportunity for good things to happen. Um, so it's just kind of a really interesting approach. The last question I really kind of have is, um, I think one of the things is difficult with any kind of process is discipline. And so when you're kind of in the self mode, right, I'm not on a team and an agile team, I can have other people help enable me to accountability. Um, but in a personal Kanban or a personal kind of agile space of some kind, um, you know, how, how are you kind of coaching people to be, um, disciplined in the work that they're doing? So I have people start and end their weeks on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. That's the first thing. Um, I don't know if you've read Manage It or any of my project management stuff that says don't ever start or end a week on a Monday, right? Uh, I wrote an article a long time ago called What's Wrong with Wednesdays? And, uh, and in Manage It, I actually say, unless there's a really good reason, never start your week on a Monday because on, on an iteration on a Monday either. Because it, that just begs for people to slide into the weekend and then you don't really know when your iterations start. So I, I strongly suggest that people start their week on a Wednesday and then it's, and I say to them, you have to take time off. You have to absolutely not work on your job search at some point during the week. You have to take time off from it. And I don't know which days you're not going to work on your job search, but some of those days you're not going to. Because you, it's a job like any other job. You cannot work on it seven days a week. That's craziness. So... And then I have retrospective. I I tell them to count up their tasks. I tell them to make sure that their to-dos are small chunks. I explain that they should try and make their to-dos a couple hours in duration. And I explain that that this is how I work, actually. None of my to-dos in my my work are longer than a couple of hours. Because I – this is literally how I work. I – do a chunk of work in the morning. I do a couple chunks in the afternoon. And this is how I keep the ball rolling in my work. This is how I get books written. This is how I write articles. And I explain all of that in this book because this is how I keep I keep the, the flow of work going. And I explain that in the book and then I say now count up all the tasks that you got done and it doesn't matter how many you got done it it's just a number and that's how you can predict what you might be able to get done and I say it's just a number it doesn't matter what the number is and for those of you who are um, I don't actually say the word anal but for those of you who are worried that it's not a normalized number it's not a normalized number don't worry about it live with it and use that number to predict what you might be able to get done next week and if you always have really small chunks it doesn't matter 
right? You'll be able to do approximately this number next week. And then I walk them through three different kinds of retrospectives. I, I offer them three different kinds of retrospectives and tell them to mix it up. So you're creating an independent one-person agile team. That's awesome. Would it, so, would it be <laughs> beneficial in that type of case, though, to like if you have somebody you can trust, like a spouse or a good friend, to kind of help them hold you accountable to that type of stuff? Like I, I know that personally I don't really have the willpower like to, uh, to keep myself to an iteration like that. Like I'd, I'd probably have to have some kind of external force holding me accountable. Is that something that you've seen have good success, or does it not really make a difference? Well, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, this is what I do. So it, am I so weird that I'm the only one that does this? Maybe. Um, when the book is actually out, I was going to offer some webinars based on the book and see what happens. Maybe I should offer webinars before the book is out of beta. Yeah, that sounds, like, a, that sounds, that sounds like the lean thing to do to me. Yeah, so I'm having knee surgery this summer. Maybe, maybe that's what I'll do when I can't travel. Because uh, I actually thought for sure that people would maintain focus, but you guys are giving me feedback that maybe people are not able to maintain focus. Maybe that's a question I'll ask in this version of the beta. And maybe people will give me feedback that they're having trouble maintaining the focus and see if, if they're if they are or not and maybe maybe that's something i'll offer as another offering are you having trouble maintaining the focus of the kanban sounds great i think we're at the end of our time box is there anything that you want to uh, promote or um, share with us um, before we head out um well go see if you if this is interesting for the book and um i'm I will have a new version of the hiring book with a lot more about cultural fit also on LeanPub. And um, look for Agile Program Management at some point this summer. Probably also I will, I will first release it in beta. That's my next writing project. And you're looking to do that on LeanPub as well? Also on LeanPub, yes. All right. So it sounds like follow you on it on LeanPub. Lots of good stuff coming out. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, thank you for participating. Well, thank you so much for asking. I really enjoyed it. Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? Head over to integramtech.com slash podcast, where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at AgileWeekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly podcast is brought to you by Integram Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out IntegramTech.com or subscribe on iTunes. Would you like to chat about this topic a bit more? Check out the Agile Weekly Facebook fan page where you can discuss this episode with the hosts and other listeners.